back to 79. Welcome back to Double Dose. I am your host, Sir Depeche. <laughs> now you killed me. I'm, I'm your host, Daniel. <laughs> and we are here to take you from Earth to a tale from far, far away. Oh, God, that was too good. I, I couldn't even get through it. I just had to hold back the laughter. That came out of nowhere. It's so good, man. I was trying right. to do like a nice little Shrek intro. All right. For those who hopefully you've seen the thumbnail and the title, but for those of you in today, we are doing a medieval special for you guys. Huzzah! Huzzah, yes. So we're dressed up for those who can't see us. I am uh, an elvish, longish, high elf, fantastical creature. And cool. Depeche is a... Uh, I'm going to go with... Uh, I'm a night elf. All right. Very Dark cool. skin. He looks <laughs> semi-regal. I look more like a ninja. I look... I, I think actually I'm more dressed as a wood elf, but... um. Yeah. Let's say let's say I came from a wood elf area and I worked my way up. I hustled hard and I became night elf. Yeah, nice. Yeah, nice. Your voice at the beginning reminded me of uh, like McGonagall. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Harry Potter. dumb luck. <laughs> Three points will be granted to Gryffindor. Um. Yeah, that's that's what I was picturing in my head. Um, but yeah, today we're doing an episode of just old medieval fo- uh, folk the stories. Medieval special. We're just going to be diving deep into that that era, I'd say. The Middle Ages. I got something for you right off the bat. Let's do it. Let's take it back. Be, I think it's going to be pretty cool. Take me back to the time. Um, it is a video. Uh, okay, so so it's a video, but uh, for those, I'm going to explain what it is. Let me just pull up everything. because I A video from 1470. Oh. Earlier, it's like two BC. Damn. Nah. It's just Kate, um, it's just the oh, um, didn't they, didn't they um theorize that some of those cave paintings that were seen where you have the horse's head, um, two horses' heads attached to one body were like the first style of animation because they were made in a cave and you see the horse's head facing down and then the horse's head facing up and looking away and they said after a while they were like well, why have they drawn a horse with two heads. And then after a while figuring it out, the flickering of a fire created the illusion of this horse moving its head. And they're like, really? oh, wow. They were like able to do a two-step animation because the, the flickering of the flame created different light in the cave. And that's caused so that interesting. Animation. I have not heard that. But that's well before middle, the Middle Ages. We've got to fast forward. Take me to where you take me. That's interesting. All right. But so the, 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 the story I wanted to talk to you about was um, – it's the story about the the folklore of little people. Have you heard about this? I haven't heard about this. You would have. You would have. It's um hobbits. So it's that they're, they're tiny. They almost look like gnomes or something. Oh, oh, I th- oh, I mean, I have heard of a tribe being found to be like like a doll size. Like what? But they're only bones. No, oh, okay. no actual. Oh, okay, um, cool. Alive ones. <laughs> no, well, they could have been just actual genetic little people who are just yeah. born like that and they, were, and they were so i've heard stories of that people were in other cultures it's like all the people that are born with dwarfism mm. they're just shunned out of society right. and they just pushed to um to the outskirts and they all live there on their own because mm. they have nowhere else to live yeah yeah that makes so, sense so they're just shunned and then there's like a whole town of little people yeah essentially. That, i would believe that and that's why tales are written of um these like little people towns so yeah, yeah, but these people look 
uh, the, what they're talking about is the little people are even smaller than that. They're way smaller right. than a person with dwarfism. Like okay. maybe a, like a fifth of the size. They're like that big. Okay, yeah, yeah. They're right. like wow. real small, like tiny, tiny little people. So little people have been a part of the folklore of many cultures in human history, including Ireland, Greece, the Philippines, the Hawaiian Islands, New Zealand, Flores Island, Indonesia, and Native Americans. The native people of North America told legends of a race of little people, in quotation marks, who lived in the woods near sandy hills and sometimes near rocks located along large bodies of water, such as the Great Lakes. Often described as hairy-faced dwarves in stories, Mm. petroglyph illustrations, show them with horns on the head and traveling in a group of five to seven per canoe. Native legends often talk of the little people playing pranks on, on normal people, such as singing and hiding their when inquisitive person searches for the music. It is often said that the little people love children and would take them away from bad or abusive parents or if the child was with, with, without parents and left in the woods to fend for themselves. Wow. I I'm, I'm thinking of all sorts of things, man. Yeah. Of like, I'm, I'm connecting these to all sorts of tales that we've heard yes. about history. So like, what what do you got, for instance? Um, just immediately like thinking of the story of um, Pinocchio. Yeah, And okay. this um, guy turning... Um, was it? Was it? Oh, sorry, no. Um, not Pinocchio. Um, Peter Pan. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. all these boys that like forever lived um as kids. But what if they were just um these adults stealing children away from abusive parents or whatever, and living in a a, a safe area? But they're all yeah. adults. But they all look like kids to the kids. So the kids were like, "Oh, the kids took me away." Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Mm. Could, yes, yes. The kids took me away. Yeah, false fol- a kid to a kid, they'd be like, "Oh, the same height as me." They had fun. Okay, so we are going to have my friends today a world first premiere of something that I was able to make. So, for instance, well, I came across this video, yeah, um, which someone had captured of the little people. Oh, and it was like it looked like the most legit thing I'd ever seen in terms of someone trying to find this story of uh, uh, trying to find evidence of the little people. Someone's gone on a journey to find like, it's like no, no, no. They, they spotted it outside of their house. Oh, so the, the, the film will, I'll show it to you in a second. Then okay. I'll describe everything. Okay. Then my friend, I was able to enhance and bring this video to light. We've never seen before. God, so dude, I this is a vid- world I tracked, first tracked down the original video, downloaded it in the highest quality possible. That's a strip. Uh, strip the the original um, video compression VB9 file from YouTube. Yeah, did that. Converted everything to PNG. Yeah. Uh, sorry, f- s- stabilized the footage, so it looked like it's because he was shaky. Mm. Sh- stabilize sh- all the sh- footage. Find the sections. Convert everything to PNG. Upscale the footage in a, in, in a in a AI upscaler. Put it all back together. Zoom in on the part and find detail that had never been found before. Dude, you um. You were the person in, in Law and Order SVU when they're like- It's like enhance. Enhance. Zoom yeah. in. Enhance, but it's not that quick. In, enhance. It takes ages. Yeah. <laughs> it took me half a day to do I'm all I'm excited, this. man. This is- um, I feel like we're going to do something groundbreaking right now. I hope so. Now, because of the AI upscaling, it does look a little bit smeary, but let's let's watch the video and you'll, you'll uh, see for yourself. Okay, here we go. Full brightness for everyone watching uh, on video. I will show it to you. Otherwise, um, Depeche- Lord Depeche will describe everything for you, I'll, what he sees. Yeah, I'll describe. Here we go. So okay, I'll, I'll play it right now. Here we go. So comes out behind this rock. Okay. So we're in a random area. There's a car park. Someone's got a flashlight on and they're shining it into this um, 
I don't know, some rubble? Oh, okay. We just saw something peek out and then hide again. Okay, wow. Okay, yeah. That's freaky. What? Wow, okay. So, this guy's turning the flashlight on and off, and every time he turns the flashlight on, this little person or creature just goes back into hiding. It's, it's just it's peeking. peeking behind a, around a rock, and it's the creature... Here we go. This is the AI upscaling. With it, you can see. I thought it was a doll at first, but the way its hands move, it's got movement. It's a, it's a, like a real person. I'll say this though. Look at that. Look at that. There's there's a, a second one. There's a woman that looks very tall, and this could be a child. And what it looks like is she peeks her head out, and then the mum grabs her. I oh, look. I'm just. I'm. I'm playing devil's advocate here. I want to believe. Um, but there's this taller woman next to her. It, you can see with black hair, just at the top. Let's look again. Once once you do the zoom in area. And so it's like the see how the girl flails her arms like she's getting yanked. It looks like it's it looks like it was another one. It didn't look like it there's, was. Yeah, a, there's someone there. She's taller. Because you can see that look no, at the no, shadow. It looks like another person sticking their head over from the corner. There. Yeah. There. It it doesn't look Look how much, much taller she is on the shadow when the other kid's shadow pops out. But it might be, you know, standing on something. That's what I think. Right, right, right. But this this person is Absolutely tiny. Very small. That that couldn't be more than a foot tall. I'm trying to figure out. I, I guess it's hard to see scale because it's rubble and rocks. I um, assume that's like the person's mailbox because at the beginning you can see the rock. That looks like a dog kennel, which would be quite small. So the person could easily stand in a dog kennel. I'm looking like, I'm thinking like four foot. No, dude, that's a dog kennel there. That little house. But is look at the distance, kennel. you know? Dude, the dog kennel, I reckon. But the car's over there. I reckon not four foot. I, the dog kennel must be this tall. It's about three three foot. That's like two foot. Two foot? Yeah. Two and a half. God damn. That's like- Big feet. Uh, that's, my legs are taller than that. Yeah, yeah, for when sure. When I stood up. Okay. So that's what I'm seeing is that that- The part that's strange to me- if So you go that, that's a definitely a dog kennel there. That, that or be is it their little house? Nah, that's not their little house. <laughs> they found their little house. Um, see this last bit where she goes out for the second time? She's getting yanked back. Yeah, there's she, a real she, zoom. She flails her hands. See how she's getting pulled away? If it's a if it's a girl. If it is a girl, yeah. Um, so let's slow this down. Yeah, yeah, Playback slow speed. Slow down. The, way, the way they they show themselves and then the larger yeah. one pops its head out and goes... And pulls it away. Yeah. Ready, ready. You can see. She, yeah, it's being pulled. She's been pulled it's back. Been so it's pulled. like, it's almost like it's not safe. And that's what's making me wonder because that looks like a taller person. You think it's a woman just hiding it looks like a kid? It looks like a woman and a child. Yeah. Only because the thing is, if that woman wasn't there, then I'd be more inclined to believe that this is a small person. But because there's a taller person, I'm like, is this a, a parent and a child? Okay. Yeah, there was a, there was a flash there, eh? And the shadows show the severe height difference, and and why would a why would the taller one be yanking this little one away? You know, she's clearly getting pulled away. Mm. Wow, dude, that is um interesting stuff. Really interesting, and I love the extent you've gone to enhance this. This is so cool. I didn't. I could barely see that <coughs> the other person there, but there was definitely two people. Definitely two people. I I think then now potentially that I looked really hard with you because I didn't look at it properly after yeah. I'd done it. That it could be 
just like a toddler with their mum. It looks like that, but at the same. But then, why would you f- exactly? Why would you do that? What what, what, what was the point purpose of the being there? Because in the video, they're like, you know, trying to capture this. But then as well, it's like, why wouldn't you just walk there? I mean, I, 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 it could just be like someone trying to cross a border, and like a patrolman being like, hey. hey, hey. Also, having it, uh, the the thing that's giving it a bit of mysticism and and why I, I'm not concrete that it's a, a a parent and a child is, um, say it was. Mm-hmm. Why would someone trying to capture them be flicking it on and off like it's not a human mm-hmm. and recording? Yeah. So that's that's an interesting thing to think yeah. about. And the title of this video that I tracked down was just so bizarre yeah. and it was spelt wrong. Right. And it had no like tags and, and clearly someone's not like, I captured crazy thing yeah. online. It was just like someone barely speaking English, just writing down little person, little people or something right, like that. Right, that was right. the only title, very ambiguous, all lower case, yeah. very low quality. I don't know why you would just, like cut it up as well. The bits that were useful. Otherwise he's flicking on and off the light for ages. Now, you know what? The more I'm thinking about it now, the more I'm theorizing that. I mean, it could be because say say I'm looking at from from the perspective of a, a parent and a child now. Mm-hmm. Say you're in a very tense situation where, okay, wow, we're about to get captured. Why would I let my child be peeking around the corner? You'd be protecting that child from all costs, right? Yeah, that's it. Why would you let you, them As peek? an adult, you'd be peeking to make sure it's safe. You wouldn't be like standing behind a rock and then just letting your child walk around and then mm. the child pokes its head out and you go, get back here. And then on top of that, you yeah, you want to try and figure out what you're dealing with here. So you peek out when the light's off, they shine the light, you turn away and then the light goes off. Why would you go back to have a look? Clearly they know what they're doing. Yeah. So you'd have but to be is, really this dumb. This is if the scenario is real. This could be just though, let's make a crazy video of yeah. us capturing the little people and yeah. just get the little boy to stand over there and peek his head around the corner. Yeah, yeah. Another weird... It could be that, but it could be that. Like, wh- whatever the, the, the thing was, it was a very small person. Very, 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 very small. small. And uh, dressed, dressed quite strange. Dressed weird. I had like a whole head And thing like a pointy on. head. Yeah, a little pointy head. Like yeah. a little hood with a little point. Like they had been wrapped up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's it's very odd video. Yeah. Anyway, I went through the comments of the video when I found it, and it it's was behind. It's behind. <laughs> the The comments were, "Oh my god, my grandma had horses, and they found them with braids every morning. They Whoa. thought fairies did it, but oh my god, I might have been these little things. I'm shook with the footage." Someone says, "I believe you. They live down there in the south t- South America too." I had family friends on the countryside had horses. The little people startle them most nights. And in the morning, the horses often have really little braids in their manes. Interesting. Many people were saying about the braids in the horses. So this is a, a, a specific location. People are South America. Oh, South America. Wow, okay. And they said the horses always had little braids in the mornings. And he said many times he would catch them in the corner of the, his eye in yeah. the stables. Yeah, right. So he was saying his granddad... He says, those braids are called fairy knots or fairy braids. It means that the Fae have taken a liking to that horse and essentially blessed it. Never untie them or cut the braids. If you do, the horse will become permanently lame. (laughs) Also, some Slavic countries, farmers would leave a cake out Mm. for a few days. And depending on the color of the maggots, that was the favorite color of the farm guardian. If you bought the wrong color horse, they would be tormented to death by the Fae. The braiding of horses' hair comes up a lot in Celtic... Uh, fairy law. 
Good to leave milk out for them and generally generally leave them alone. I also salt. I also think salt is harmful to them. So there was a lot of um, the folklore about the fairies and the fae and little people and mm. people saying many stories of they fell into a hole and there was like a hundred little people tormenting them. Oh, and and there was stories of great granddads people were talking about in this thread mm. saying that um, my granddad fell in a into a, a well and or like a like a hole and then the, he was tormented and t- and by these little people tiny little creatures yeah. all pinned him down and said like Gulliver's travels yeah, yeah and, and said don't come back here or like we'll kill you wow and then he went to the doctor and the doctor said he had many stories and recounts of people saying coming in saying I went in the woods and I encountered little people wow mm. and where was this all South America. Interesting. Yeah. Wow, that's fascinating. And I mean, like the Amazon is thick as hell. No one yeah. knows what the hell's going on in there. So yeah, yeah. if you want to hide, you go on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. So wow. Um, there was. I kind of want to do some research into this now. Yeah, it was all this fairy folklore that that mm. came in. And it's like why that these things have been around forever, and yeah. and there has to be some sort of connection of why people are saying these little things. Yeah. Like they're seeing why would, these they, little, why would there be this many tales? This many tales of these these tiny little people coming into into existence or or you know coming across them in, yeah. in, in life, wow. and, and what there's you go to a doctor saying I came across little people like in the forest. What does that benefit you as? Yeah, but then having so many stories together of these people saying this happened. Interesting, I thought. Do you think um, higher powers are aware of it and they don't want to lean into it because it's kind of like a conservation thing? It's like, we'll let them be just but we, so we can monitor them and, and study. I don't know well, if, it's it's always, that, if it's always the higher we powers. Because we're in a modern modern time, right? Surely, surely what if it's, it's like they're part something. of that, the spiritual realm and they only oh, come right, in and out, right. pop in and out, and the more you kind of you know become one with the earth, like those um, Amazonian tribal men who's like chanting and do all that stuff all the time to release their inner inner chi or whatever it mm-hmm. is to to get more than the more you get in con- contact with the spiritual realm the and they're all get. part of the spiritual realm yeah right you know yeah wow so that's always my theory is that you we're getting more and more into technology and more into the real world and much more out of the spiritual oh, world. Oh, definitely. When it's like, we're disconnecting. You, know, you take drugs or something and you can like achieve this state of mind that's like, what does this mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just your brain doing crazy things. Because so I many people have the same visions and the same ideas and the same concepts that come to them. Yeah. Or they're like channeling into something different. Like, you know, that theory you were telling me of that. We're all antennas essentially channeling yeah. into this frequency of existence that's yeah. now. Yeah, I, I was guessing, like, I definitely think that we could all channel into a very specific things. And when you're taking drugs, you're essentially- Expanding you, that kind of- Like, different drugs are different keys. Yeah. And you don't know what, what, what like, door you're opening. So, you're, you're peeking into this realm that you cannot understand how you got into it. But if you were to do it the correct way through channeling meditation and stuff like that, then you know you you're opening it with purpose, and you mm-hmm. and you're going there specifically. Where drugs, you're just like, oh my god, I'm just seeing things. I don't know how I got here. I can't. I can't make sense of it. Yeah, yeah. And you just lifted the veil. Yeah, it's like it's like. So what I think, like when you when when people say they take drugs, is what I think is that your 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 consciousness is in this kind of spectrum, and let's say the spectrum is like that wide. Mm. So you've got you know, dance, dance you've got showing like, a big fishy court for those yeah. listening. 
yeah, so you, you've got this huge spectrum mm. and the human existence and our brains can only tap into this like tiny frequency. Yep. It's just like a radio, right? Yeah. With a radio, you can only turn into some sort of frequency, but then when you realize, oh, there's actually microwaves, there's like X-rays, there's all these type of gamma rays and different types of rays that are different frequencies yep. and you need a different tool to tune into them. So it's like the, the human consciousness is only in this one little tiny spectrum and you take the drugs and it's like expanding that spectrum a little bit more yeah, yeah. and you're reaching, touching other parts of the spectrum. Because from some people are theorizing like the multiverse isn't like branching off three dimensionally. It's, yeah, yeah. it's all like, it's all happening simultaneously. And all stacked within the one. It's, yeah, it's yeah. all within the one. So like if you're seeing ghosts from a period time, they could be just that period could be literally happening at that time in that in that dimension mm. and it's just it's just blended into yours for a split second and mm-hmm. you're seeing a ghost maybe from this split split time but that person's living in that house at that time in their in their timeline yeah yeah and it's also like the energy kind of lives on versus yeah. Yeah. Oh well, it's just a spiritual being. It's like they probably don't haunt you. Something's just fractured a second, and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. You've just you've seen something. The energy is like staying around, or yeah, something like yeah. that, or, or you know, it's like an echo of a previous time, or mm, something like mm. that. Because it's all energy, right? Yeah, it's all energy. If, if something, if something bad happened, that you know, usually goes to like you know, hanging around because it's tormented or something. It could be like really negative energy, like something really bad happened to them. So that energy's that negative energy's hanging around in that space and time. Yeah, mm. and as well, like. You know, we can pick up on energy. You go into a room and something's just happened. Yeah, you can you, feel that. You can that, feel it. Like if a room is something it. sudden or intense has just happened, you go into that room, it's like, whoa, yeah. what's happened? And you, no one needs to say anything. You yeah. just, what's happened? Yeah. Oh, man, I remember hearing something. Um, I'm trying to I'm, I'm trying to make sure I remember it right. But like, it was something about when you get that gut feeling, mm. it's future you in hindsight going, man, I'm glad I just didn't do that. Ah. So uh you walk past a brick wall and um you so you you're going to you're going to cross the road and you go mm, I'm going to take a left here and then you hear a car crash right on the road and you're like, "Well, I'm glad I didn't take that." But then in the past you we're about to go across the road and you're like, well, I, I got a bad I'd- feeling about yeah, this. Yeah, 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 I'm going to yeah. go this way. So it's like- and You trust your gut, but it's, 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 the, it's the energy of your future self in feeling hindsight. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. It's like deja vu maybe is a part of it too. Yeah. Because like I've had some deja yourself- vu and I'm like, hold on, this happens. And then it happened. I was yeah. like, how did that, how did mm-hmm. I know that? And I freaked myself out. It's happened to me. Um, I hadn't had deja vu for a very long time. It happened a lot when I was younger. Mm. I had two incidences recently and um, it's very, very strange because- I mean, I really don't know how it works. I did hear that it's a lag from the left side to the right side yeah, of the it's brain. A, it's a processing issue. So you're, you're experiencing down. it and then you're registering it and just there's a little bit of a delay. So you think you're experiencing it a second time. Yeah, but then how can you be like, but this happens and then it happens? Because you have seen it, but it's not clicking Oh, but in. for instance, when I was at school one time, I remember going- um, I remember having the the deja vu when I was looking at my mate and I was like, hold on, I'm having deja vu. And then I turned behind me and was like, and then this kid kicked the ball and then he did it. And I was like, wow. what the hell? And I freaked wow. myself out. I wasn't even looking. Wow. Okay. I've, I've never guessed what's going to happen, but I, I, I can experience and like, and I know that, yeah, it's like a feeling, you know, what's going to happen, but I, I've never been channeled in that hard that I I could outwardly say it as, 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 as yeah, it's about to happen. Yeah, I used to get it more as a kid too. I don't, Not a lot I don't, as a kid. I, I've only had it a couple times as an adult. Yeah, like, only- a- None since I, 
uh, enter DPDR. Right, None right. at all. I've only had it twice this year. And before that, I can't remember the last time I had it since I was a kid. Okay. Um, I remember this m- specific memory. And I know this is nothing to do with medieval. But um, I actually remember going to my sister's room when I was a kid. And I was talking to her. And I said, what's this song called? Um, it's I remember hearing this ages ago. Why is it on the radio? And she goes, it just came out. And I'm like, and, I was, future self and saying, I was telling her like, I want to know this song. I was like, oh, I already, I already knew, I already knew the, the lines and stuff like that. I was like, I'm just on the radio, and she's like, it just came out. How could you possibly know that? But I'm maybe like, she was wrong that it would just came out, maybe. and you had actually heard it before. Maybe your boy's magic. Maybe your boy's magic. Maybe your boy's a fae and entering the. Maybe I'm a night elf. That's it. Well, did look. It was just a tangent of what we were saying. Though. Yeah. Like of being spiritual, That's which it. is which is I think what people were a lot more back then. I mean, if. Talking um, Middle Ages, specifically Europe area, religion was um, a huge- Developing thing. It was just like the leading factor for everything. Mm. That, your, your life was religion, really. Everything you chose to do- And that was, was so religion. spiritual. It was very spiritual. But it was, yeah, I guess it was seen in not, not in a way of like, relig- like the Bible at that time wasn't- um, translated as like verbatim as it is now is actually mm. more um open-minded like it was more up for interpretation at this time okay. which is funny enough so people did take them as fables and ways of life while well now it's like this is this is exactly how it's been said so you have to do it exactly this way mm-hmm. yeah interesting mm. so what do you got for me man i got something for you um i want to talk to you about bestiaries Okay. So at this time, um, in the in 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 the medieval uh, times, there were these medieval books which originated from northern Europe, um, and it was a catalogue showing various beasts which were seen as manifestations of God for Christians. And the bestiaries mainly concentrated on animals um, and their relationship between God and nature. So it was just okay. all these documentations, and they were like, uh, they could be like from like a couple of pages to like hundreds of pages of um, really deep descriptions of these creatures that were found from by travelers and, and, and people. And um, the books described um, were that they were described in, in, in order for men and women to help them understand how to survive the hostile environment that they lived in. Mm-hmm. Um, i got a couple of uh, beasts to talk to you about. And then funnily enough, you brought one of them up yesterday and one of them is the griffin. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, cool. yeah the griffin was um, a hybrid between an eagle and a lion, and yeah. these were known as one of the strongest beasts in the bestiary. They were first um, known, the first known writing of them appeared in ancient Egypt around 3000 BC, and um, this thing could apparently tear horses apart and eat them and would just carry men off to its nest to feed its young. It was, mm-hmm. it was huge. Um, there are some writings from a man called Sir John de Mandeville from his explorations somewhere in Asia. And he describes this country that he was that he was um, visiting having more griffins than any other place he had ever been to. Mm-hmm. He describes these being as strong, so strong that they can carry two oxen and a goat away to their nest. He also speaks of a particular one being as strong as eight lions, because I guess that's how they would just compare yeah. um, strength. It's twenty dry, It's twenty gorilla strength. Yeah, yeah. So um, they had the strength of eight lions and having talons so large that they were like the horns of great oxen and men would be making drinking cups from the talons and using the ribs from this beast as bows. Whoa. Imagine that, dude. 
And like, and, and, and but so, so he was actually saying he saw them. This traveler, who I believe is from French, French descent or from wherever, wherever, wherever that was at the time, um, is talking about his travels to somewhere in Asia, mm-hmm. seeing stronger and, and a lot more of these creatures than they already knew about in Northern Europe. Mm-hmm. And the first known writings of them are from Egypt, 3000 BC. And we're talking about, we're talking about age, um, ages from like, what, 400 to 1400 AD? And this is like- So what was the, do, do you know why they would even write down in the hieroglyphs about the, the griffin? I'm not too sure. The, the like, like, obviously, it had some importance to them. Was mm. it a godly figure, though, that they just kind of made up? I'm not too sure why the, the ancient Egyptians would have written about them, but the illustration I remember seeing was it wasn't so much a uh, an eagle-looking um, top end. It was more like a falcon. It was a very smooth-looking bird mm-hmm. with the, the lion's body, where the European version, you see it's very um, eagle-like. You know, it's mm-hmm. got the feathers and, and, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but a bit more crude drawings in Egypt, though. Yeah, yeah. Slightly more. Mm. Um, which which may be just for up interpretation, but interesting that they both were talking about it. For for him to be in Europe and then also known known from um, ancient Egypt and then also to find them supposedly in Asia, um, there's definitely something happening in the world at this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And interesting that we're not finding... Hu- I mean, we have found huge bird bones, though. Yes. Remember the one in the museum that I showed you? The bird was like a, a big as a truck. Thing? Yeah, it was like a big huge, as a truck. Huge, absolutely massive. And that thing was just a regular bird-looking thing. Yeah, yeah. And that wouldn't have been from uh, prehistoric times, was it? No, there's a guy standing with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's prehistoric, but it's not prehistoric, but thousands of years ago. Yeah. Uh, did you bring that up on the podcast? Should we describe that for the listeners? I've brought it up on the podcast yeah, okay, before. Right. Um, um, so, yeah, it was a bird that looked like the size of a truck. Mm. And, um, you know, the guy's standing next to it and its wingspan is like f- five meters wide. It's huge. Yeah, okay. And, um, you know, and the bird from beak to tail was taller than a man. It's, yeah, it was massive. Like, it's if that thing would have outstretched its wings- It would look like it you could been, pick up a car. Yeah, yeah. It was huge. Massive. So, and, uh, and, and this for, was only this, thousands of years ago. For this to be- and, and and to have it, so many descriptions of how strong these creatures were to like they can just pick up a, a tear apart a horse and then take it away yeah but it's very descriptive and they talk about everything years ago being so large mm. like um mm. I don't know if we killed them out as people because they were big predators for us so we just you know stamped them all out as a human race because yeah. it was like okay we we got to kill these things because they're killing us you yeah. know they're stealing people away yeah so we just extincted them yeah as humans just took them out but um you know they have like the the, you were showing me like the the giant otters and the giant wombats and stuff that yeah. used to have thousands, just thousands of years ago yeah. that was roaming the earth. And they were huge. They had giant bears thousands yeah. of years ago that were like four meters tall. And it's just like, okay, we, let's take out the biggest predators so that we can live a bit more comfortably. Yes, yes. And we can actually build towns and stuff so that we're not getting taken out by it these massive creatures. It would have been like uh, Horizon Zero Dawn stuff, you know, but it, yeah. without machines. It was like- the, these these things are huge yeah. and and horrifying. So we need to kind of gang up to stop them. Yeah, because yeah, there was there was the things of the world's largest bear, which is like three times the size of a grizzly, and it's like enormous. And you think, oh my god, this is like godly like. Mm, mm. So you can imagine people writing down these things to say, look out for them. Yeah, because th- this was created just to be like a survival guide. Really, beware yeah. of these creatures. Yeah, so so keep going. Sorry. Um, so I have another creature that um, is a bit more freaky um, that I that I 
was reading about called a manticore. Okay. So this creature also has the body of a lion. Yes. And it was, but it was coloured in blood red and had the face of a man with blue eyes, and the, had the tail of a scorpion with a stinger on the end. Um, I've seen a couple of depictions of it. And I'll, I'll show you. I'll show you a couple of pictures here, Daniel. Okay. Wow. Here. Yeah. Very freaky looking. Yeah. And we'll bring it up on too. screen for those watching. Um, so why the head of a man? That's what's very strange. So uh, it ate the flesh of humans apparently, and had the voice like a whistle. It could also shoot needles from its tail. A monk in the 13th century describes it as having three rows of teeth, a horrible voice like a trumpet, and out of all the beasts in the world, this was the most cruel. Whoa. And I wanted to put something to you. Voice like a trumpet. Yeah. And then also people describing it as having a whistle sounding voice, like maybe like a screech. Okay. Um, I want to put something to you. Okay. Simulation theory. Okay. What if at this time in history, things are being generated, mashed together, just this and this plus this, uh, that doesn't really work because then the humans are dying out too much. So, we got to try this out. Yeah, yeah, Okay, yeah. that doesn't really work Things out. are just genetically being put together. We just keep finding like the right balance of creatures and humans until we find the right thing yeah. for- for just enough death and life to happen for yeah, long yeah, for yeah. a long period of time, yeah. things are too OP like this. Kill them out. They just leap. These things were apparently like they could t- like do massive leaps and would just eat human flesh. Mm-hmm. Very freaky to be described as having a human, human face, man, a human man's face, and blue eyes and three rows of teeth. Like that's so specific to say. Yeah. Why would you come up with that? Yeah. So it's like, what's going on, yeah. and why does it come about? Like, why is it not something complete? Why is it so specific to that? I did hear that, and not not particularly these types of beasts, but when you're looking at these maps that are depicting certain creatures in different lands, because mm-hmm. obviously people were charting the globe at this time, um, it was as almost a way because you know religion was everything at this time. It was almost a way to um, to give fear to those under the religion, don't go to this land because these are the types of creatures you're going to find there when there were just different types of humans. Mm-hmm. But it's like, these are the type of creatures you're going to see. So stay with the people you know. Okay. Where it's safe. Yeah. It's almost okay. like fear mongering. Yeah, yeah. Just mm. keep away because these horrible creatures are there and they're going to kill you. Exactly, yeah. But then why even write it down and describe it? Or like, do you think it's just some parents saying some crazy thing and then it's becoming kind of old common folklore. old folklore and mm. it's becoming um, knowledge just because, oh, my dad said this and then, yeah. you know, it's scary and then it gets built up, built up, built up. And if you say it with enough description- Miracle of Fatima. Yeah, exactly. If you say it with enough detail, um, people are like, oh, it must be true. There's so much detail about this. Yeah. He didn't make then, this up. But then, you know, you have people all around the world saying this stuff. So it's like you're yeah. not just dads going and just jumping across the, the globe. It doesn't mm-hmm. happen back then. No one's got a ship. Yeah, yeah. Very rare that you, you would be able to go around and tell these tales. Yeah, for sure. And, and interesting that it's um, similar things of like weirdly bizarre human face. Especially the griffin to be found in different parts of the world is- mm. um, I really want to know what's going on. I would like to as well. Man, I want to know what he saw. Because, yeah. you know, sometimes you, you're in a psychotic state of being scared and mm. you're seeing something and everything's magnified. That's true. You know, or it's like, oh, my God, it was a huge eagle and, and he embellished it. Because it's like yeah. its body was so strong, it was like a lion. Mm-hmm. It could be that. I'm just playing Because, like, what, what animals um, kind of have, uh, I mean, you know, like, uh, what if 
this was like some sort one some sort of um prehistoric human subspecies that was a bit more beast like so mm. it did have blue eyes and came at someone with maybe a club with spikes and was hairy and it had sh- long nails and the guy was like this thing was a beast with a man's face and it came with spiky yeah, and it was yeah. in the middle of the night oh totally and and you know and and, and he's out of fear, this thing came running at him because it was just, and that there was a little thing that just died off in in history. Mm. But like, you know, it could have just been something like that. And then he he told this tale of, and like, then they start drawing it to be like, that's what his it memory. Like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like, yeah, and he and the guy couldn't even draw. So there's a, his friends illustrating it. And he's describing the night, and he's, he's like, like, that's oh exactly God. what I saw. Yeah, yeah. Out of fear, it could be. It could be things like that. I mean, be, it could we, be embellished, yeah. and then it just. But Egyptians were painting it. Yeah, well, not this, but the- um, Oh, the Egyptians weren't talking about the manticore? Not the manticore. They were talking about the griffin. Oh, uh, oh I thought it was all part of Egyptian. Because I played Age of Mythology and he was in the Egyptian race was the, the manticore. Oh, sorry. Maybe the manticore was and Egyptian. And it threw spikes from its butt, its tail, like you said. Let me see if I can find a picture of the- Yeah, this is the picture I saw. Let me try and bring this up for you. We'll bring it up on the screen for you guys as well. Um, this is the Egyptian one I saw. If we- See how it's quite- It's um, like a bird on its head. Yeah, it's got that falcon mm. body and it, it, you could, um, you could, I guess, describe that as a lion's body, but this very, it's very it's very interesting to see that. And also this is, uh, what, 4,000 years before the the time I'm talking about where it was seen in Asia. Yeah. 4,000 years. Yeah. That's a long time, man. That's so long. That's ages ago. Here's a picture of the bear I wanted to show you. That's the size of it. Wow. And this was only, I think- it's 12 foot tall. I'll show this for the audience, but like- look You at would it. not stand a chance. You would have to go in with a tribe of people- Dude, it could bite and, your and head off. It. Look at its mouth. It could bite your head off. I think it would just swipe you open. Just one, one swipe, you're you done. Half. Yeah, you're gone. you in half. You're but gone. It's, its mouth could easily fit your head. Like that is chomping your head off in one go. Think about a kangaroo being the same size as one of these guys yeah. and has the strength to tear you open. Yeah. Look at the size of this thing, dude. You wouldn't like. I don't think you'd. It, it would be an instant That's like death. A truck. It'd be yeah. It'd be an instant death. Like you would just be swiped into ex- out of existence. Exi- literally, you'd just be cleaved in half, yeah. like an axe. You'd have that. I think that's the that's the only way these things were getting killed because the power of the human mind will able to outsmart them and yeah, like gang track up it on down them. and trap it. And yeah, or just stab it to death. Exactly. Quick, you know, it. We, that was the only way we survived because we yeah. had our brain. So I'm just saying, like, when you see things like this and they're coming at you in the night and people write them down, yeah, you're 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 embellishing that story hard. This thing was, you know, but the fact that how large it actually was, yeah. the scientists have, you know, found bones and gone. This is a bear. Look at the size of this mm-hmm. thing. It just makes me wonder what else was out there that we haven't found. I mean, like that we're talking about destroyed. giants yeah. at one time, and um, there's plenty of tales of giants around this time. Yep. Like I think there was tall just- people, and yep. yeah, they're yep. just you, you and and ancient civilizations getting buried. Like we're still undiscovering, discovering stuff in like Spain. And it's like, oh my God, there's like a whole tapestry down here. And like people have been walking over this land for hundreds of thousands of years. And no one knew it was like this whole beautiful structure covered by like a a landslide or something. Yeah. Um, I found another thing that you really, you really enjoy this. You actually actually probably know um, a lot about this from you, from research you've done recently. All right, what I'm seeing is it looks like my head when I was born. Oh yeah, I'm not talking about that. That was I was bringing up some skulls because um, I I I don't know. I will have to do some research into this. Maybe we'll save this for another episode. But um, it was to do with these skulls that were found with elongated um craniums. Yeah, and uh, I believe that there's a link to 
ancient Egyptians and what they're definitely or, and uh, oh, sorry, not just ancient Egyptians, but a lot of these religions in the world um, with these really tall headdresses, mm-hmm. and they were like a, a species of people with a with a lot of knowledge, and they that's why they hid them. But we'll, go, we'll I'll do some research on that. We'll save that for another episode. Well, well, yeah, but what you brought up to me as well, yeah, well, we can bring it up properly on another episode, but I just wanted to touch on that a lot of Egyptian cultures were binding their heads too, yeah, to, to, yeah. to replicate that. And it's like, yes. why? Yeah, yeah. Why are you doing that? Yeah. What's the importance of it? It's like, it's not, like you are doing it to, to um, mimic, mimic to, something. To, to, pra- to praise this. Yeah, we'll say that for another episode. Yeah, yeah, we'll go in cool. deep on that one. That's, yeah, a, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I've read up another thing that you, you really appreciate. And it's because something it's to do with something you've been doing lately. And um, it's a, it's to do with the people's walking mechanics during this time. Mm. So uh, apparently during pe- uh, during this time, people walked very different to the way we do. Um, and because the modern shoe hadn't been invented yet. Yes. And the research suggests that everyone walked toe to heel. Yes. And this, Dude, is, apparently- this is what I- Yeah. yeah. You, you, you said, oh, okay, you're on the money. The why I love it. And yeah. what I've been practicing. And uh, yeah, I'm so gone. Daniel Daniel lately has been he's invested in some um, shoes that were that conform to your foot, so you walk very naturally. And it's the most comfortable shoe I've ever worn, to be okay, honest. Right, right. And um, yeah, so anyone who wants to look at them, just Google Vibram. I'll bring it up as well, but you can look at it. Vibram Five Fingers. They're a shoe that actually looks like it's built for a foot because it's wider on the front and smaller at the back mm-hmm. and like just like a foot is because your foot is quite wide at the well mine is mine, I, I, got, well, I got flat feet so mine are really wide yeah but you develop flat feet from poor walking form yeah. most people don't have it I, yeah, right. I i developed um it from poor poor shoe form mm-hmm. and walking heel toe which is very unnatural yes but um yes yeah, so vibrant five fingers are the are the shoe that's supposed to replicate and their 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 slogan is um your foot is the technology Nice. I like that. It's like, that's true. It's, it's true. It's, it's true. It's the, perfectly designed. Your foot and we're, is, and we're is, stomping it out with- How can you say that, oh, well, my sh- my this thing improves your body? Mm. It's like, no, it doesn't. That's why everyone has these bad feet. Yeah, and poor walking, bad, bad backs, shoes. And, and they can't walk very long, or mm. they, their knees explode when they run. Well, that's yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, apparently, um, this toe-to-heel mechanic puts a lot less stress on the knees. Yeah, it does. And uh, the early shoes at this time were- Bound, we're just a bound foot with a strip of leather, so it didn't really change the way we our, our feet were flat on the ground. Mm-hmm. And um, modern shoes changed this with the creation of thicker soles, so it, called, it caused us to take longer strides and impact with the heel first. Yeah, and a study in 2007 revealed that people who walked barefoot when compared to people wearing shoes experienced 12% less of an impact on the knee. Mm-hmm. Yep, and um, from what I'm what, from what I was um, looking up, people were suspecting like, oh, maybe they're walking heel, um, toe to heel because of the, you know, being being such rough terrain and all that. Yeah, they're searching for things first. Yeah, yeah. and it's and it's it's a way um, of testing your footing before putting your whole body's weight on it. So if you yeah. were to find if you were to step on something sharp and you go heel first, that is it. You're done. You can't walk. You've mm. stabbed your heel. If you're going toe first, there's this there's this lag you can give your body where it's almost like you're feeling out and, and yeah. you can and you can you can hesitate before you put your full body's weight on that area so it's, a, it's and, and for people around this time that was walking very barefoot useful. everywhere yep. you needed to your feet if you didn't have your feet you're dead that's it so and, and yeah you have to be careful uh you brought up a good point but i say this to anyone who wants to try it go walk outside on the concrete barefoot you cannot do it heel toe. It will hurt. Mm-hmm. You f- heel plant on the concrete or try and run 
heel first, you will shatter the ball of your heel. It kills. So you'll naturally run on your toes almost. Yeah. And then what people will complain is like, my calves are killing me. It's like, yeah, because you're, you've never used them before yeah, when you yeah. run. Mm. So go run 20 steps on the concrete outside. Well, I, I Tell guess me how you feel. From from reading this, it wasn't so much running. It was like just walking. The The biggest strides came from yeah, yeah, yeah. having heels, thicker heels. So yeah, yeah. I but think I'm walk. just saying- Just, just take instance, a stroll. Yeah, go take it. You can take a stroll outside, but it takes a little bit to adapt. But try going for a light jog. You'll go on your toes because it's it's um That's you have no cushioning. You mm. have no cushioning, and, and, and you're running incorrectly when you're going on your toe because mm. the shoe is doing the work for you. Yeah, I um, so so you find that if you want to see the effect immediately, go um, run for a bit. But if you want to just build it up over time, go walking. Mm. And they've got this Vibram. have got this shoe called Vibram um, Furushiki. And the Furushiki is um, the word for wrap shoe in Japan. Oh, right. Okay. And it's a shoe that essentially is like got no cushion, no nothing. It's just, it looks more nicer than a modern shoe because it's a, uh, uh, sorry, than a five-finger shoe because five-finger shoes look a bit weird because every toe is exposed. Yeah. So, it's not really cool. But the, the Vibrant uh, Furushiki, which is what I want to get, um, they just it just puts your foot in and it looks like a wrap and it just Velcro, Velcro on either side and that's it. Okay. There's no tension and you can fully spread. It. It's like a mesh. Mm. It looks like a Japanese wrap shoe. You have to show me that. Yeah. That's yeah. really cool. Oh, wow. I, um, I remember reading about how the, I mean, like, as you are saying, it's, it's, the, it's, it's, when you, if you were to go for a run, that's the natural way you would do it is just land toe first. And, exactly. And it's it's just the the perfect design of the body. The reason our ass is in the middle is because it's the center pivot for our waist to twist as we run, mm. and that's the only way. That's the only reason why we're able to kill so many of our predators predators as ancestors and hunt things down. Because as as much as horses and cheetahs and stuff are super fast and can outrun us easily. We had the stamina because of the way our movement is. We distribute mm-hmm. our energy evenly. Mm-hmm. So even though a horse can run for ages, it's going 100%. It gets gassed so quickly and it and it conks out. But the beautiful design of a human is- We can keep going. We can keep going for ages and we will eventually, eventually catch up catch- to this tired animal. Yeah. And, and because we can know how to track, we could just keep striding. And our, our perfect design is just, we can just go endurance- that's ages. what I mean. Like, yeah, you, you don't have to it's quick about burst, a sprint. but we, we, in the long run, we'll get you. We're in the long run, we'll get you. Mm. And that's a, a cool design about humans. Yeah, that, that is super cool. And I appreciate you bringing that up. But um, that's what I've seen a lot of um, in old cultures. You see people with these super strong, wide feet. Very wide. Mm. Very wide f- foot at the at the in, and their toes are really spread. Yeah. In any photos of like 1800s of, you know, people going to the, the Philippines and finding these like really- you know, small tribes and what they're like walking up and down mountains barefoot. It's like they didn't complain of sore feet. Yeah. They just did it. And they probably didn't even go, well, I have flat foot. These guys look like they're strong as feet. Yeah. And right now, like you suffer from an I suffer from a flat foot. But the more I've done my training, the more I'm and walking in these shoes, the more strong I feel my feet are getting. That's and great. you know what? The more separated my toes are becoming. And I can't my I big can toe imagine used this- to be like that. Yeah. Now it's like it's like outwards. And I can imagine it's not just your feet that are getting benefits. It'd be right up the shins, right through the knees. The back, it would be just, everything, man. it'd be such a uh, knock on effect of the benefits. Of I had to that. stop running because my knees were killing me running right. on the road. Right, and right. I'm like, oh my God, my knees feel like they're going to blow up. I better stop. Mm-mm. I had to stop running and then do bike riding. Yeah. But when I run in these things, I can't run very long because my foot hurts. Mm. Right, uh, right. Um, so you got to build up to it. You, you can't just go, 
in the, by the way, if you wear these shoes, do not just go, I'm going to run a marathon in these shoes right away. You'll shatter something. Yeah, yeah. You need to build up all those muscles again. And, yeah, you and need to walk in them. They say walk 10 minutes and my feet are killing me after 10 minutes. But walk I, a mile in these shoes. Yeah, wow. That's cool, man. So I walk about a kilometer and I think, man, I'm tired. Mm. My feet are tired. But I notice that they're standing strong. Yeah. They're gripping the ground and I walk completely different. It's like toe grip. You're you're not walking on the ground. You're rotating the globe underneath you. Exactly. You're gripping it's it so hard. And- <sighs> yeah, yeah. You're, and everyone's like, whoa, 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 why did the day just get shorter? And you're like, ah, oh, Daniel's probably just going for a oh, walk. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. That's good, man. Um, I remember uh, someone, I think like a film crew going to visit one of these tribes that work, did everything barefoot. And the men really couldn't understand why these guys following them with film equipment and stuff were- like they would walk across a little log uh, just to get across a river and these guys were like wobbling and falling into the water and they just could not understand why these people, these men- Were so what, unbalanced. Why they couldn't just walk. Mm. And, 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 but it wasn't It wasn't that like they were just like thinking, ah, these guys are, they've, you know, they, they, don't, they can't tough it out in the jungle. They were actually genuinely puzzled. Like, why are they having such a hard time balancing? Because for them, they weren't even balancing. It's just like, I'm just walking. Yeah, I, it's such a and natural their feet thing for were me. so strong; it just stabilized everything. They were just because you'd be all random terrain, and, yep. the, and they'd all just the climb up trees and stuff like that. You don't use it, you lose it. But That's the more it. I've, um, there's a guy on YouTube called um, Knees Over Toes. Yep. Knees Over Toes guy. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. I have heard of this. He guy. um he always talks about like foot strength mm. and like you know when you when you bend down you should never put your um knees over your toes. But he says that is wrong. And when you have the correct correct strength in your feet, you can do it. And it should mm. be done. Because I, I think I remember seeing him and, and he was explaining how to strengthen your knees and shins, right? Mm. Because a lot of people had pains in the, in that. And he was like- He's showing, all about the foot. Yeah, yeah. And he was all about talking about- He wears shoes, but I, I've come to um, appreciate what people got about barefoot running and mm. barefoot shoes. Okay. The way from- And, and you got to wear the socks. And the more I- the more I wear normal socks and normal shoes, I don't like the way it feels how it crushes my toes together. Especially some normal. shoes, that, you know, you, you need your, to be the able pinky to starts wrapping underneath the foot. Yeah, yeah. I've so noticed narrow that my, from years of wearing socks, and I like wearing socks because my feet get cold. Mm. But the more I wear it, the more I'm like, see that my pinky is getting underneath and getting yeah. crushed, getting real tucked under there. And so now, when I when I wear the toe socks, they feel so comfortable, and I'm like, oh, this feels great. A lot of women's shoes are like that. If you look at a lot of women's feet; the pinky is like tucked tucked right it's underneath. It's not normal. No, but it's not fashionable. So what exactly. do you do? It's and over it's, many years. You got to look up called minimalist shoes. They are the ones that like do it. But I really dig the toe shoes. To be honest, I just wish they were more fashionable. Mm. But I wear them to the gym. It's like, oh, I get the best workout. So much grip. Yeah, nice. I feel like- Cool, dude. Mm. Interesting. Very interesting topic. Mm. You got really something like for me? It. I do. Lay it on me. I've got two things. You let me know what you want to hear. I've got a story that happened to me and it's a spiritual story. Okay. Or- hey, I've got, It, it I've is got a special. Ancient, we have time, right? I've got ancient um, torturing methods. Oh, man. I mean, I kind of both of these sound kind of good to me. I mean, this is a special. We got time? Got yeah, we got time. time. Okay. So the first story I have has happened to me. So it's a spiritual story. So I want to bring it up now. Um, I went to a, I went to a condemned haunted house, oh. and we had something happen. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. I don't know if I've ever told you this story. I forgot it happened. I wrote it down. The other day. Oh my god, the story! I'll tell okay, the okay. So we lived in uh, Northwest Sydney mm-hmm. years ago, and there was an area where. Um, the kids always used to talk about it as a condemned house. Mm. So no one had lived there for years. It was all broken down, whatever. My brother's girlfriend at the time said she had been there before and she went with a group of mates and dude, I'm talking the house is 
looked 40 years old and had never been no one living in just it. completely like dilapidated. Looked like it burned down yeah, like okay. half burned in a fire I feel like or every something. kid had this house in their area that they could visit yeah, yeah yeah so we we went uh she said she went there with a bunch of mates i don't know if she went there or she heard a story from her mates but she said about 12 mates went there and this house is like no one lives there like there's no nothing and the light went on upstairs when they were in the house oh so they couldn't get in the Wait, house. so they're watching the house and the light went on? Yeah. The oh, my There's God, no electricity dude. connected to dude, the house. Just as a kid, if you will, you know, you get, you'll get together. Oh, let's go freak ourselves out. And you're you're talking about this house. And as you're talking about it, the light goes on. I'd bike home. That's it. So this was in the middle of the night they went. We oh, could drive. I could drive at the time. I think I was about 17, 18 at the time when we were talking about this. Yeah. She said we are... Uh, that I think she went to the house and and she went and she they were all around the house and they the house was freaky as hell by the way and so we went up they she said they were looking around the house and the light went on upstairs and they were all geeing each other up saying oh my god it's 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 like someone's upstairs it's a ghost but dude that there's, there's no con- electricity connected to the house for the last forty years mm-hmm. no one's living there is this in a suburb. It's like this house suburb. is next, next yeah, door yeah, to it? Yeah, but no one, it's like condemned. No one builds on there. Yeah. No, like it's like haunted. Yeah. People don't want to buy the house and buy yeah. the land. It's a real odd bit of land too because yeah. it was in a suburb, but it was right near a creek. So okay. the house from the road would like go really down and really windy. And then it was right on the edge of like a big bank that went into the water. So it was in an awkward spot. But um, when we went there, um, it was freaky as hell. Um, so, so, so she, she went that she, she's telling us this story and, and she said, you know, like, what do you guys think? And we said, well, we got to go. I've done a darkie run. Time to do a horror run. Time to do a horror run. It was just me, my brother and her. Oh my God. We said, let's just do it. You need to go with a group of friends. Bring my camera. I'm like, let's go. Six friends minimum. So we get there. We're g ourselves up. It was the middle of the night, by the way. It's like, how old are you? 18? Oh, okay. That's 17, 18. I, I thought you were car. in early high school. I had a car. Okay, that's not too bad. And then this is what you do when you're in your pee place. Oh, I didn't have my car. I borrowed the dad's car. Yeah. Like, Dad, we're going to go check out a haunted house. Yeah. Like, okay. You told him that? Yeah. Oh, goddamn. So um, we went there and she is worried because she's like, do you want messing with spirits? She was a very, her mum was very spiritual and she was spiritual. I think this was her first time going. We So we get there and we're geeing ourselves up in the car. It's like a foggy night. It's like the perfect for like haunting the shit out of yourselves. I look at the house and I'm like, God damn, this house is scary. Like it looks exactly like the house in Stranger Things or something like yeah. that, like a horror movie house. Old school Elizabethan style. Yeah, yeah. Hasn't been touched in years. It looks like it's completely falling apart. Everything you expect when you see a haunted house. I'm like, that's the most haunted house I've ever seen in real life. And I can't believe this thing has people living next to it. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I like that you're you're pulling up to this house and it's freaky as shit, but at the same time, you're looking next door and there's, there's just a it's family normal houses. just chilling. It's normal houses next door. Um, mm. Some of the houses were being rebuilt in the area, right. but um, that one was not being touched. So and this we, would have been on a big- And dude, dude we, we go, go there. Land. Eh, a little bit. Not, it's pretty, pretty crammed. Okay. Um, so- we go to the door and we're like, all right, let's start. Oh, drinking. my God. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm getting freaked out. We do a lap around the place, see if we can get in any of the doors. It's all locked up. I would so have been also freaked out because people can see you. They think you're just trespassing, you know? We, we kept it real quiet. Yeah. We, we didn't bring torches or anything. We yeah. just had like phone lights. Even scarier. And, Even and, scarier. And the, and the camera. So, I go oh, to- We God. go to the door and we do a couple laps. We're checking in the windows. Everything's black as hell. Can't see anything moving. 
I go to the front door and I'm scared to kind of, um, I jiggle and handle nothing. I'm scared to kind of um, give it a big push with my shoulder or something. So I remember I put my foot up to the door and pushed really hard to see if it would just break open. Yeah. At that moment, my brother's girlfriend's like, wait, stop. And I go, what? She goes, did you hear that? And I go, oh my no. God. I go, what do you mean? She goes, I heard something. I go, were you serious? Me and my brother both didn't hear it, but she's a more spiritual person. Right. Me and my brother both hear it. Don't hear it. We're like, nah, you're being stupid. Nothing. So we go around. We, we're trying to find this for ages. We couldn't get in. We check all the windows. We check everything. We can't get in. No lights are turning on. No nothing scary. We go, all right, we're going to leave. Like we, we've done everything we can. Like yeah. we, we couldn't get in. We, we checked it out. We tried to be brave. It's all barricaded up. We ain't getting in. And you're going to break shit to get in. She's like, I'm freezing. I'm like, okay, it wasn't that cold of a night. It was a summer night. Yeah. So she's going, I'm, I'm cold. I'm like, yeah, it is a little chilly down here. We go back to the car and she's brought holy water. Oh my god! And she goes, <laughs> and she goes. I'm just going to bless us because wow, uh, I'm, so my mom, superstitious. My mom knew we were coming tonight, and uh, we. She said, "Bring this." Because oh my she's god, like, dude! She puts the fucking holy water on me, and I swear to God, this happened. As the water, the fucking holy water hits me, I felt this immense wave of heat go douche on my body, as if like a cold presence left me. Interesting. I was like, holy shit, I felt something. I was I was like a heat pr- wave just hit me. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's a warm night. Like, that was not nom- on me before. Mm. It's as if, like, a cold area was being put on me and it just evaporated. And I was wow. like, I remember looking at my brother and go, holy shit, I felt something, dude. That was freaky as hell. Because I was like, nah, don't hit me. And she's like, I'm going to just do it whether you want to or not. I think there was a presence around me. Did you- gradually get colder when you arrived so you I didn't, didn't see the difference? So much. I didn't notice so much, but then when she did that, I thought- You felt oh, something so- go away. Yeah, yeah something's Ooh, happened. Like, wow. that was freaky. That scared the shit out of me. Yeah, we go home, we review the footage. My brother didn't mention anything about the warmth. I felt that warmth like I'd never felt anything before. Mm. I, I, I was real skeptical. So, yeah. I was already like, nah. I was thankful she brought it. I said, I'm actually thankful you brought it because something just happened and mm. I don't know what happened. Get rid like, of something. Something was, was around me and I didn't like that. Who knows what I was bringing home? Yes. So then- And you touched the house as well. You touched the door. Oh, yeah. So then we get back and we, we we look at the footage and I go on the computer and we replay it and I get to the, the bit that's- Oh, my um, God. I that I'm in. pressing onto the door and there's a voice. Oh! It goes, it goes, it sounded like this. Oh. I'm getting goosebumps telling this story, bro. Wow, that's so, so freaky, man. As I pressed man. on the door, it wasn't me groaning because me and my brother are talking yeah, at the same yeah. time. And at, oh. as soon as she hears the, mm, she heard that. She's like, what was that? Oh, on wow. Film. And I barely heard it. I had to crank the volume right up yeah, yeah. as loud as possible. Oh, wow. And she's, and she's going, I heard something. She yeah. goes, what was that? What was that? And I go, nothing. Me and brother go, did you hear anything? On film. Yeah, yeah. My brother go, do you hear anything? Nah, nah, don't worry. That's crazy. You got that on film, man. We got it on film. You're going to have to show that to me. I, I, this is what happened. I went to upload the footage to YouTube to try and do it and the file corrupted. Whoa. Every single time I uploaded it, it was like, Even file unsupported, can't do it. I'm like, this is an MP4, do it. Yeah. I, I All I could do was play it on my computer. I couldn't convert it to something else. I couldn't play it. Anything. It was so weird. Wow. And so I 
And I was a film guy at the time, so yeah. I knew this shit. Yeah. And I'm like, why can I not fucking convert You would have gotten so frustrated. I was so frustrated because I'm like, I want this footage so bad. Yeah. I don't know what's happened. It's probably on an old hard drive that's blown up because I had a couple of corrupt hard drives yeah. that I need to send away to get data restored. So I had the file wow. for years and I'm like, oh man, every time I played it, I'm like, oh, there's a male voice going, mmm, as I'm pressing on the door. It wasn't me grunting because it yeah. sounded like someone different. That's so scary. So we man. got that on film. That's cool, and I hope you can find that. We'd, that would be great for uh, the podcast. It would be great to to find it. Maybe, again. maybe we'll, we'll try and do a little hunt for that. That's really yeah. cool. That's freaky, man. So that was the one of the ghostly experiences that I had, and maybe maybe the and I'm convinced something was following me when when she put that holy water on me because that was scary as hell. When I felt that wave of energy hit me, yeah. it was like it's like like a bath water had been put on me. It was that intense? That reminds me of. Um, something I experienced when I was younger and it's not as scary as that, but me and two of my friends that you know of, um, we, after school, you'd always mess around on the way home. And there was this house that was in a cul-de-sac that we would always like kind of walk past sometimes. Mm. And it was, it had that energy. You got these normal houses and then there's just one house and it was like, it looked abandoned. It was really dark. You know, it almost looked like the, the, Mm. the light had been sucked out of this house. Yeah. And I remember, like, we were freaked out about this house for no reason. And it was a weird house. Like, it was almost like it wasn't front onto the street. It was kind of on an angle. Yeah, that's in, what in, this, in this kind of block, was like, too. On this block. Really? Okay. And um, Yeah, angled off the block. It, like, moved to the side. It was, was kind of like it, it was a 45-degree yeah. house. Yeah, that's exactly like the one I was mentioning. It was, like, that same sort of style. Interesting. Like, off the street like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting um, that they're both like that. Um, and, and this... Uh, I remember like the the curtains and stuff looked just tattered in the window and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it looked like no one was in there. And it was a very dark house. And I remember one time we went for a bike ride and we're like, let's go. It was one of those day- days where it's like overcast. So it's it's too dark in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Kind of feels like nighttime, but it's not. And I remember we're checking it out. And I, this is my memory. We were looking at the house and stuff and we looked into, we won't like right at the house, but we we're kind of like on the front lawn and we looked in through the lounge room window and there was just a TV on with just static. And oh my we God. got the hell out of there. But man. no one was supposed to be in there. I don't think, well, I don't know if anyone lived in there. It doesn't, it doesn't look like an, anyone had lived in there. There was like a dog kennel that was like, the gate was just open on the side of the house. Yeah, like, yeah. It looked like it just had been abandoned. And this is in like a proper suburb. Like yeah. everyone's living there for years. And I just remember looking in the window and there's just a TV on with just static only. And we're like, get, let's get the hell out of here. That's some like ring shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. And it's like so Very stereotypical. Like, I know, it's right? Like, it's static on the TV. Well, what if there's a link to all this stuff? The fact that your house was also on an angle is very strange. Don't know. Maybe it's like- have to map these out in Sydney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to maybe ask if it's like a similar one. Yeah. I think I know where it is from memory. I'm going to try. Maybe we'll go for a drive one day. We'll do um we'll do a little remote podcast. Yeah, okay. We'll we'll try and scare the shit out of everyone. Yeah. But yeah. Wow. Very man. interesting. The other story I wanted to tell you about Wait, do you think it was like potentially like some paranormal shit going on in the house at the time you were there? What like when I was there visiting? Yeah, yeah, when when the TV static's going on. I definitely felt off. But you know, as a kid you kind of you wanna freak yourself out, so you kind of get freaked out and I don't know if I don't know if this is a shit memory or someone just said that and you start to like remember the wrong events but they said they they did see someone walk across the lounge room and that's when we 
bucked it out of there. Mm-hmm. But I do remember seeing the static on and and the black curtains just flailing like the window had just been left open. And it was just, you know, that feeling of when like the, the electricity is in there because a storm is about to come and it's a little bit too dark and seeing the black curtains just flailing. Also, who's got static electricity on their TV that, that those days? Oh, yeah. Like this was, um, I'd say, late primary school. Oh, okay. Then it's way earlier than yeah, I yeah. thought. Right. Yeah, it wasn't it, like digi- DigiTVs weren't a thing at this time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then, then that makes sense. So, yeah, static, static was just like, Salt and pepper on the TV. Okay. That's still scary as fuck. That it's just like you're rocking up and that's happening. Yeah, man. We have to go back and check it out. I th- I think I have a vague memory of where it is. I think I think I'll be able to get, take us there. We'll do a we'll do a drive. We'll do a remote we'll do a remote vlog um for the podcast. Remote yeah, yeah, let's try and do that. Yeah. That'd be cool. And see if you can remember your place as well. I, I know I'm pretty sure I know where it is. Okay, sick. We'll do that. Okay, so the other thing I want to talk about you was uh, just this torture method I came across, which is, uh, I don't know if you've heard about this Chinese water torture dripping machine. Have you heard about it? I've heard of water. Uh, uh, I have heard of this. Is this like just a single drop over a long? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You've heard about this? Yeah. It's not waterboarding. No. Um, it's, yeah, it's a mentally right, painful right? process in which cold water slowly dripped onto the scalp, forehead or face for a prolonged period of time. The process causes fear and mental deterioration in the subject. The pattern of the drops is often irregular and the cold sensation jarring, which causes anxiety in a person which tries to anticipate the next drip. Mm. So what was really key- Like right there, yeah? Like right between the eyebrows. Oh, just somewhere on the forehead or face. So usually they, they tie it down. Um, they tie they tie the person down and they, you you know, you try and anticipate the drip, but it's irregular. That's like the, one of the key things. If you can, if you can predict like a, it's like when you hear a noise- um, if the noise is consistent, you can kind of get over it because your brain can anticipate yeah. it. But if it's irregular happening, mm. then it drives you mad. And this was during the the, the t- during the Middle Ages, or just in Asia. Uh, so I can't remember what the. I tried to look up where it is originally originated from, mm. but I don't even think it was came from China. I don't know why it was called the Chinese torture. Mm. I think the first reference of it was like eighteen hundreds in a book, right? And they they spoke about this this water dripping method that mm. they came across and it was it was referenced in like a news article or something like that oh, okay. i can't remember but it yeah. was i do not think it came from china i think it came from europe but i don't know why they called it the chinese water torture maybe they used it on chinese people maybe i mean um i, I could not find where the original um so fuck you tiktok if you're like ah these motherfuckers don't know anything yeah <laughs> bitches i'm trying my best i i mean if you if we're talking from the for like 400 AD to 1500 AD, there's not a lot documented in Europe other than like religious shit. Yeah. So if oh, it doesn't come from China, it doesn't come from China. Then yeah. fuck you all, because you. <laughs> there's gonna I, be some guy that's that that's an expert. Yeah. So I'm trying. I I could not find where it exactly came from, but it the first mention of it, I think was in the 1800s. Oh, so a it's a little bit more modern. It's pretty modern. We're out of the Middle Ages. I say you're out of the Middle Ages, but um, yeah, it was just an interesting torture method. Who knows how long it's been around for, though? Yeah. It could have been around for like thousands of years and, and people used it all the time, but the literature is not just not there. Torturing around. was is an old thing. Yeah. it's it's. I'm not an archaeologist, so I don't know this shit. Yeah. 100%. Anthropologist. Oh, anthropologist. Yeah. Yes, of course. Anthropologist. But the interesting thing, I think Mythbusters, Mythbusters attempted to, oh, to recreate wow, okay. this. And the creepiest thing of the, that the episode is that we got an email from someone from a throwaway count. He said, when we found that randomizing the drops occurred incredibly effective. So then when, when Jamie and uh, Adam were, were testing it, they couldn't, they couldn't 
introduce anything that would like make them uncomfortable. They're like, yeah, it's uncomfortable, but I can deal with it. Yeah. I can imagine this is over hours and hours though. Anything that happens on it regular periodically can become a type of meditation and you can tune out. If you couldn't predict it, he said, we found we were able to induce a psychotic break within 20, within 20 hours. Mm. So complete psychotic break. Yeah. I think um, Adam and Jamie couldn't last even like 40 minutes because yeah. um, it was too uncomfortable. Because Jamie's usually like the tougher one. Yeah, He's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, it's fine. I'll take care of it. Um, so for him to break, is it's pretty- Yeah, psychosis is a common side effect of the mental deterioration. So it's immediately like you're hallucinating yeah, or right. like going into complete delirium. Right, right. Yeah, for those who don't know, it's like going madness essentially is like psychosis. Because it's, it's, I think I can imagine it's, 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 it, it's, it, it develops from frustration. You're getting so frustrated, you can't move. Your brain cannot and cope. And it's happening. And then out of frustration and anger, it, it morphs into this, like, I'm going crazy. Yeah, yeah. And, and you literally lose your touch with reality. That's mm. how intense your brain can become. Like, it's that deteriorating to your brain yeah. that you're not a, no longer able to hold your onto reality anymore. Yeah. You cannot process it. Right. Like, it's like dissociating in a way. Yeah, yeah. And so um, but as soon as you're out of it, it's it's fine. Well, it's not good for your brain to enter psychosis. So people who live in psychosis all the time are schizophrenic. Yeah. So pushing your brain that far can snap it. Oh my god! And so, that's like having um too, too many drugs. That's why people and then just who, having a snap yep. and you're stuck. And that's what can happen. Like with anything, it's like too much stress. Being too much um stress in your life can cause psychosis. Like mm. there are kids who develop psychosis from HSC. Yeah, because it's that intense, mm. or, and pressure. then get schizophrenia from it because yeah. they are untreated in psychosis for so long that mm. their brain is like, I don't know what reality is yeah. anymore. It's just yeah. a coping method. Goes into you know, for too much stress, too much drugs. Your brain, it's just essentially the overload of the brain, and yeah. it's just, that's it. You snap, and, then and it that's just- permanently fucked. Any other torture methods that um you th- you remember as, a, 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 as you think were like olden times? I remember the one where they put you on a board and stretch you out. Yeah. That was like this old Sydney town. Do you remember going there as a kid? Yeah, I do. Do I? It was horrific. That was freaky. And they're like whipping the people with the nine tails. Yeah, the nine tails. Yeah, yeah. It's like fake blood. is like coming on his body. I'm like, oh, shit. And it'd, shit. Go, it'd go on you. Oh, I wasn't that close. No, like uh, the first few rows, because he's whipping it back, blood would spray on you. And you're like, oh, oh my God. Oh, geez. That didn't happen for me. But so the for those international like, listeners- And I thought, this is crazy. For those international listeners, there was this um, place in Sydney called Old Sydney Town. And you'd, it'd be a frequent place for excursions that you'd go on. Yes. And by the school. way, I'm in primary school. Like- Grade you're three. You're a kid. And um, it's basically just uh, a little reenactment a- area to show you how things were at this certain time. And um, there's, there's a, a lot re- of torture. There's a reenactment of someone getting whipped with a nut, with a nut, of his cat of nine tails. Cat of nine tails. And uh, the, they obviously doused the whip in, um, I don't know how they did it because the first few whips, there was no blood. And then yeah. the blood starts appearing on the back of this actor. Yeah. But as a kid, you know, you're freaking out. And then the, the guy starts getting whipped. And and then There's all like these fake blood. lines of blood start appearing on his back, and then you, as he's whipping the, he's screaming. By yeah, the way, yeah, yeah, it's pretty horrific to see as a kid. I don't know why. And they're like, "Come on, kids, let's make some damper." And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> and then I remember we we at least we could chalk it up to be like, "No, it's fake." But like so many, I think I was too young to be watching this stuff, and it was intense. And I remember getting the red blood sprayed on me, but then looking at it, and I'm I like, was way blood. at the back, so okay. I remember after the guy got whipped. He was standing next to us for then some of the thing. And one of my mates chat. is going, show me your back. And he's like, nah, it's too sore. And we're <laughs> like, nah, it's not real. Dude, I was um, I was with one of the kids and you know how they have the guys with the muskets? Yeah. He had, they actually have live gunpowder in the pouches 
And a kid I remember seeing, and you actually know him, he reached into the powder and he got told off. He's like, that is real gunpowder. Do not touch that. Because <laughs> it was legit. They would stuff um like uh, just, I think, blanks and fire them. But it was real gunpowder. He's like, don't touch it. Yeah, because- Because they just had a pouch of it on their side. blow up. Yeah, the kid, kid's just like, just reaches into the guy's pocket. Mm. Um, we're, we're, we're in a completely different era, but- um. We went, we went from like medieval to old Sydney town. No, but I'm just thinking like the, the old torture, torture methods. I mean, I don't know any from this era. Um, I'm sure there was plenty. Um, like imagine the, the old ones where they like put you on a on a table and tie your arms and legs together and like stretch you out. Yeah. Also, I've heard that they would do that with cattle. They put one cattle on one side, one mm-hmm. cattle on the other side and pull you until you ripped in half. Yeah, yeah. There was some, there was a lot of medieval torture methods. Um, I'm not too sure- of, I know of a lot, but I don't know if they're that period specific. So yeah, like, I don't okay. want to. I don't want to bring them up. But um, yeah, there was some crazy stuff happening at that time because it was just like, you know you just torture someone for and you'd get you'd get there locked up no for so many things. There was no laws back then of, of you can't do this to people. It's like who cares? Just do it. Yeah, oh, but there was definitely a lot of laws to get locked up. Yeah, I know everything. <laughs> like cut off his hand because yeah. he stole bread to feed his family. It's yeah. like oh my god. Yeah. I, I I couldn't. I I I'm so thankful we're not alive then. Yeah, that would have been way too rough. Yeah, too scary. We wouldn't be alive to this uh, this time anyway. We're probably dead. Mm. Get a splinter in the finger, gangrene, dead. Yeah, that's it. I would have died because I had an uh, I had um an infection years ago that needed to be like treated with mm. surgery. Right. That would have killed me. That's it. Without antibiotics, it was like it's either that huge. or you get drained of blood in the head. Yep. Yeah, it's like put a screw in there. There's like his brain fluid's too thick. Yeah. We gotta just let it drip out. It's yeah. Like, oh god. Apparently, um, men had to do it a lot more frequently than women because women, that well, they they just knew that during a menstrual cycle they're already getting rid of blood, so men had to get it manually done more than women. Isn't that horrific that they thought their brains were too like that the swelling of the like your brain is getting too big, so it's like drill a hole and let it drip. But it was it was also just like if you're sick, we're letting out the bad blood. Oh God! You well, know? leeches were a thing. Mm, yeah, I think they did a, a leech test to say people with headaches put the leech on the back of the neck. To like release the because f- it's like thinning your blood. Yeah, it's like taking a neurofin. Well, you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna, uh, you're gonna, um, re- you're gonna make new blood as well. So it's like yeah, fresh. But, yeah, yeah, but it thins the blood, so it can relieve the the headache if if you're being right, drained right, of blood right, because right. when you have less blood in your body, obviously it gets thinner. Yeah. So, um, I've heard the leech method is actually a pretty effective method to relieve headaches. Like they put it on the back of your head and put it on the back of your neck. Yeah, I think I'm sure if done by a, a person that specialises in it it would have some benefits. Yeah. Otherwise you're getting some infected leech. It's just like, ah, I've got malaria. I'm yeah. Dead. Yeah. Instantly. Wow. Yeah. But that's all I had about the, the Chinese torture. You got anything else? Oh yeah. I was thinking, um, just a thought. I don't know. I can't, I don't know if there's a quantum shower thought because we're not from that era. This okay. is, this is, this is prehistoric. This is, um, a hail, hail, hail shower thought, natural, natural shower. Okay. Um, I was just thinking like, imagine what the night sky would have looked like during the medieval times. Cause so bright. I'm thinking, even if we're we're out in the sticks these days, I'm sure the light pollution given off by big cities would have an effect on the night sky for us. Even a if we're like bit. hours and hours away, a little bit. I think you'd have to be literally smack bang in like middle of Australia to actually get pitch black night sky. Okay, because I can imagine just on the horizon, cities and stuff would just. That's why people could navigate with the stars so well back yeah. then. I imagine it was like in the ocean, especially as you're yeah. going to navigate through the, you know, you're seeing it. It's like a map. It's yeah. like, oh my God, it's so bright. Yeah. You know, you're, you're probably seeing the Milky Way. 
Yeah, you, it would be. You, you would be. You'd be seeing such deep constellations, and I mean, it would have been magical, right? You'd just spend. Um, I mean, I can't imagine most most people were peasants at this time, so um, I don't think they had a lot of time to just stargaze. They're probably just exhausted from working all day. But uh, it would have been amazing to see that, right? Yeah, I, I well go out far enough, and you can see it like it yeah. was. But yeah, it there would have been light even in the main peasant times. I think there would have been light from fires and people's houses mm. um, still, like to some degree, but you wouldn't probably have to go very far. Maybe like, I'd say like a probably 20, 30 minute walk and you could probably see the sky heaps clear Yeah, back yeah, then. on an average night. Mm. Or like, you know, you go on between towns, you're walking, it's like a day's walk between there. It's like, oh my God, the, the sky is amazing. Yeah. It would be incredible. Mm. Yeah. Well. So I, I, I feel like that would have been awesome to see. Yeah. But do you think it would have... I mean, it wouldn't have been too different. It's not... The sky hasn't changed very much in thousands of years. I just think that um, unless you and me definitely went out, like, out, out, like, probably five hours from Sydney, mm. we're not... I reckon it still must have an effect. The amount of light, artificial light. Somewhat. Lights. It's not like... So, if you look at... There's one side of the globe that if you're looking at it on Google Maps, it's, like, all water. There's no land at all. Mm. Imagine being there. On the opposite side of the Earth, where there's no land, that would like, be that, was, that would be amazing. That's the thing. That's when you need get the Christmas night sky. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what it looks like from space. Just looking out, yeah, into in, into space. Yeah, um, I have a feeling that it would be more expanse for some reason. Like you wouldn't see as much. What do you reckon? Well, you're not blocked by the half of the Earth. But we, yeah, all right. Well, but you can only look in one direction. You can only see so much. Would you be seeing a lot of a lot of stars? Do you think they're so um, they're so spread out? Yeah, I think you'd see tons, but you'd see m- twice as much as what you do from Earth. Hmm. There wouldn't be more spread out because your distance that you're actually covering from in space to Earth, like low Earth orbit or something, yeah. to like the thing is such a minute amount of distance compared to light years they are away, right? Yeah, they're like thousands of light years away. We should do stargazing. Yeah, I really wanted to do That'll that. Be cool. we'll you do wanted that. to do that too. I did um, in Tasmania. Tasmania. <laughs> I don't know that song. Oh, it's um, Pond. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right, man. I think we're- I think we're wrapping it up. We're wrapping up. But that was good. I think we good. touched on some topics as much medieval as we know or like could interesting like, you know, medieval being like such a large it's a topic. massive- with- era um to cover and i mean it is just localized in europe yeah so yeah you localized so we went a bit more interesting for you guys yeah we went a bit hopefully hopefully you guys enjoyed and went you know this is the medieval era of the whole world and and folklore and and stuff and thus concludes another tale of double dose We'd like to thank you guys for joining us in today's episode of uh, Double Dose. And, you know, it's always wonderful to see. Oh, what a fancy, fancy day we've had. Top of the morning. Top of the morning. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.